Hi guys and welcome to Not a Millennial Podcast. My name is Martha. I'm Maddie. And welcome to our second episode. Um, today we were going to talk about protecting black women and what that means. And because it's been like a current issue that you know has been going around the popular discourse. I hate that word. Um, basically around um, Black Lives Matter, especially um, this has become like a trending topic in regards to um, the case of Breonna Taylor and other Black women who have been unjustly killed, or you know, several injustices have happened to. And this is usually like swept under the rug. You know, Black women are not given that much protection, which is also you know, what is the question comes, what is protecting black women? So what do, you, what do you think it is? What do you think it should entail? What do you think it should look like, you know? Yeah, um, obviously, okay, just to rewind, because obviously, like you're saying, the protect black women hashtag came up through the Black Lives Matter movement as well. And I think the reason that protect black women specifically came up was that it seems that even when it comes to us, discussing like injustice or police brutality more times there's a lot more focus when it happens to a black man more than when it happens to a black woman they seems to be the, the icons maybe that we choose always tend to be men do you know and then um protect black women also extends further from just like police brutality and also goes into just everyday life you know domestic violence, gender violence, femicide, all those things. So yeah, to me, protect black women means, it means a variety of things, not only one issue, it isn't only when it comes to like state violence, but also like the black women in your life, you know, how are they, how are they being treated? What are you doing to amplify their voice? You know, I think that's what it means to me. What does it mean to you? For me, like piggybacking off what you said, like, beyond black women in your life, it also involves black women you don't know. Because honestly, every protest that has happened this year that I have seen, I've seen, that's maybe, I don't know if to say iconic, but a lot of the protests I've seen women leading. You yeah. know, all the pictures that have been icons of some sort, I've seen in the Sudan protest, a woman was leading it. The recent um, SARS, as protests which will get to later, a woman has been leading it yeah. or not yes women actually on the tl have been leading it and you know making um you know donations and you know all sorts of organizing and as well there was also a video i saw black women making a like a line in front and you know actually like making themselves <laughs> sort of sacrifices in front of like bar, the cops yeah. and stuff and it's usually this thing of, yeah this thing of oh you want to protect black women when it's your sister your mother your cousin but you know how many black women are riding out when it's any black person when it's george floyd riding out making you an icon going there and actually the people who are making the demands the people who have the the, what do you call that? The loudspeaker, you know. Mm -hmm. They are the women. Mm -hmm. So it's like that energy 
is not reciprocated. That's why we have this hashtag going on. And then it's like, when now, okay, we'll get to it as well, but you know, it, it now evolves into, oh, now, okay, we, <laughs> those are issues that will come to us all, but basically it's like, you know, why do you need to ask so many questions when it comes to, you know, mm -hmm. the issues that women are facing, which is even like more, like worse, because now women have the double negative of misogynoir and, you know, actually misogynoir involves racism and sexism. Yeah. So it's like, where women die to protect somebody they don't know, a black boy child on the street, you know, don't get that energy and yeah so yeah. now the recent example of that was Breonna Taylor in the US and you know with her she was gunned down by the police you know and all sorts of things are coming up the attorney didn't press murder charges all you know and then to make it worse in popular culture she was being made a meme she yes. was being used as a holistic tool yeah you know, all Lots of things and you that's people were really, using went to George Floyd, you know. Mm -hmm. People were sorry, yeah. People were really using her name like to gather retweets and posts and all that stuff. It was very weird. It was very weird. And I think you know, for a lot of us, like those of us who have been following this social justice stuff, Black Lives Matter, being on the internet, we know most times how these things turn out most times the victims don't get justice, you know? And mm -hmm. so for us to then see you sort of exploiting her image, you know, it felt so, it felt so wrong because deep down for me, I always knew it wasn't gonna be a happy ending, but meanwhile, you guys are getting your retweets off. It was very strange. Mm -hmm. I was just like, what's the point, you know? Like, I remember there was this one kind of meme, I don't know if it's a meme, but there was something people were doing like, um, you say something really random and then you say and arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. And it's like, exactly. okay, so then, and then what? <laughs> you know, so like- Now you just reduced this woman's life, like she was a whole human being. And now you've reduced her to a meme, which you will say months down the line, it's becoming annoying. Like it's really a human life that was lost. Like people had no respect. All the challenges yeah. I was seeing yeah. on IG at the Taylor challenge. I was so disgusted and I was even seeing people close to me doing that and I'm like, <laughs> you know, you don't even want to call in people because you'll be like, nah, yeah. this, this is going to piss me off, you know? I so like all that going on and um, mm -hmm. we have also, apart from Brianna Taylor, there's also now Megan the Stallion. So I wanted to start with Brianna Taylor, sorry, because, you know, she was a regular woman, you know, yeah. in, in terms of, you know, manner of speaking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, also this protect black women, um, sometimes focuses too much on protect famous black women, but we'll still talk about, you know, Megan the Stallion because she's a black woman. But I felt it was important to start with, you know, um, because it, it is supposed to be inclusive of all black women, whatever, you know, whatever your, whatever. Yeah. So with Megan Thee Stallion, obviously, I don't know if I should rehash this, but you know, if, yeah, if you're involved in culture, you know, she was short, Tory lens and all that. So you want to pick it up? Um, okay, yeah. I don't, 
the thing is i wish i had like the story pulled out but anyway it's i don't know how many months ago that happened basically they were at a party everybody knows they were like um, mm-hmm. they were kali jenna's house that's that's the story they were at a pool party um and then they left the party and according to megan uh they got into some kind of argument and megan tried to get out of the car and leave and as she was walking away from him apparently uh turilings shot her in the feet uh now that night when the stories were coming out megan at first had said she had stepped on glass and that's how you know what happened to her feet that's how she sustained her injuries but then as time went on you know everybody it now became clear that she had been shot but she wasn't saying who had shot her so people were wondering like who shot megan who shot megan and then uh, i guess because apparently Tori Lynn's um, management was not starting a smear campaign against Megan and all these things were going on. She decided to then do an IG live in which she said Tori is the one who shot her. And then since then, it's just been, okay, she's had got a lot of support. Let me not say she didn't get a lot of support. She had a lot of support from black women and even black men and just generally from the public, she had a lot of support. But there was also a subsect of people that just have been dragging her since then you know saying um she's trying to ruin Torilin's career Torilin's didn't do it um you know why did she file charges you know all sorts of things are being said about her and just generally a lot of people seem to not believe her you know and yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I find her. so mm, yeah. I was saying I find it so strange mm. Because as in, first of all, okay, I don't know how it works in America, but um, I didn't know that you had to press charges like for a criminal um, offense. You don't. You don't. So why couldn't she press charges? I mean, why, why, why was it? I mean, I thought the state should be leading that kind of So basically you know? what happened was that she wasn't cooperating with the police. Uh, okay. I remember she said she wanted to protect Tori for whatever reason. Mm. She was refusing to cooperate mm. with the police. So in order for the police to charge him without her cooperation, they had to do their own investigations. Hence why the charges came a lot later. I think they would have, it would have happened faster if she had been cooperating with them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's usually the case with these things. Because if you cooperate, yeah. you know, the state really doesn't have much to go. Because, you know, the most important thing is the test is a testimony. That's a very exactly. strong piece of evidence. Exactly. So it's like the reaction was just annoying, you know. And all these, I don't know, trolls coming and saying, oh, because she's this and this. I, I even saw one, one dummy say, oh, she's a savage, so why doesn't she live that? And I'm like, do you think live in the real world? Like, which rapper have you seen live their, 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 their songs? How many people have lied that were shot and they were not really they're nothing? They're just some middle-class boy who grew up in a good neighborhood. Liliach yeah. is an example. Yeah. Like, you understand how dumb that sounds and you could apply the same thing to to black to female rappers like that was so weird you know and then as in 
<laughs> the amount of even the number of black women who are jumping into his defense like Tory Lanez is not that good like who is lying to you people oh, like no, you all were clowning him I tell you when he was beefing Jake you all were clowning him yo so because he did want to say quarantine radio blah 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 now the public loves it. like his music is not that good for you it's to not, find out for him it's not good he enough it's not good mm-hmm. enough for what Which people, is- all these people are doing. It's not good enough for that. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Mm-hmm. But Which you know leads me to the conclusion that you just hate her. Like you hate black women. <laughs> like. Facts. And you know, what happened to Megan is not, the Megan Tory story, it's, it's not that surprising how pu- the public is reacting because it's so similar to what happened with Al Kelly. You remember when uh before mm-hmm. he finally went to court and everything how many black women were defending mm. Kelly? so many gosh the aunties so came out in full force the aunties were like we're gonna keep playing that music <laughs> you guys can mm-hmm. say whatever you wanna say <laughs> black men, yeah yeah so and to be fair to relance is no, music is not anywhere near r kelly so i don't understand wow. loyalty, but you know I'm not shocked that people are just, even women, are willing to take the side of an artist they like, even in a situation where they might have assaulted another woman. I'm not really that surprised, you know. I'm and then for him to go ahead and make an album, you know, she has, she has chosen to remain silent. And many black women in America, I understand, do that, you know, when they're abused, or in a situation where they have been wronged by a black man criminally, they still choose to remain silent because, oh, I don't want to ruin this man's life. Because, of course, the system is, you know, yeah. highly racial and all that. Mm-hmm. But like, at the expense of your life, this, this woman has done this for you and she has remained silent. For you to come and make an album, your dustiest album, yeah? And then I don't know what you're gaining from that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad the outcome has been that now he's actually going to be charged and he's possibly facing 22 years in jail. And now he's trying to play the sympathy card, which all abusers do, bringing out his child for us. Me, I don't care. I will not. Hey, black, this is what I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm all for abolition, but let that man go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Abolition after Terrilin serves his 20 years. <laughs> Bruh. Because one, one of the things, um, okay, I'm not getting into abolition right now, but like one of the things I've not, maybe tread up on it, mm-hmm. but like one of the things that I've not really seen or like I just need to be clarified is what we do with abusers. Because fam, every day they get away with it the conviction rates of sexual assault are so low of domestic abuse are like it's such a mess getting those things convicted or in court in the first place yeah so it's like man you face some jail time small small like yeah come on now. and you know that was another thing that really pissed me off when people were like upset with when they were saying oh she's a savage oh she's a snitch oh this that 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 i was like this is not some regular rapper beef she wasn't in a club and got in a fight with another rapper this like from what i've read 
the case is being prosecuted by the family division. So it's being considered a domestic violence case. So like, let's look at it mm. through that lens. You know, this is not some, just some funny, funny good shit. Like this is someone who she was possibly dating, you know, or in some kind of romantic entanglement with and mm. led to that situation, you know? So I feel like mm. you look at it from that perspective, it's very, what Megan did is actually very common where you protect your abuser, that happens Ooh. all the Ooh, time. Good point. Mm. Happens all the time, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. and then people were like, oh, why did she take so long to say? Why did she not press charges? This is textbook. Like what happened is not that, it's not um. that, like far from the norm, you know? So yeah, I think when you look at it, when you look at it through that lens of like domestic violence, I think it starts to make a lot more sense how she reacted, how he's reacting because he's gaslighting her. Apparently in his album, he's like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Like he loved her. That's love bombing. Yeah, that's what he's, you know. So if you, if you look at it through that lens, like this guy is a bad dude, like for real. <laughs> He's not a good guy. And I really wish just Megan can heal from that situation. And yeah, I hope his album sold enough for him to afford his lawyers because he's going to need that. And yeah, jail. Yeah. That's it. It's very shameful. <laughs> Nothing else. It's extremely shameful that these yeah. people, these men keep getting away with it and the public keeps enabling them. Mm -hmm. I, which actually leads me to where should we start? Should we start with Kenya or Nigeria? I was going to talk about the the enters movement, but mm -hmm. yeah, maybe that that's where I'll start. So, recently in Nigeria, if you don't know, there has been the enters movement. As briefly, it's about the uh, a police unit that has been harassing youth uh, because of their backgrounds or what they what they do for a living, or if they have gadgets, uh, you know, things like that. So, you know, now people have taken to the streets and, you know, they are protesting. So one of the things that, some of the things that have come out here, um, so there have been many stories, people have given so many stories about how that particular police unit have probably, the encounters they have faced with them. And what I'm seeing, like, a, like, um, like a, what I'm not seeing on the TL, and I'm suspecting there are so many stories of this unit, like sexually harassing, sexually assaulting, assaulting, sorry, women. Mm -hmm. And there have not been so many stories about, I've, I saw some which were like two years ago and I've never, the, the victims have never gotten justice yeah. or the harassing people and you know they had to step maybe their boyfriend has to step in and then they end up paying some money but i'm sure there are so many you know stories like that and the other the other day i saw a video of a woman who said she had her child she was mm -hmm. pregnant and they are they are literally beating her up in her home like assaulting her and she's pregnant and they're trying to you know all that stuff and it's just all this is happening yeah. and at the same time you're seeing you know men are really being militant they're like oh we must you know have this revolution we must demand for our rights we can't wait for them to give us our right blah 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 and it's like this same system this same police brutality is affecting women in a different way in a gendered way you know 
and it can't be ignored. So now the conversation I'm saying is like, wait, like it's not the time to talk about it. Yeah. But like that's going on at the same time in the protests, there are women who are saying they are being assaulted. So yeah. it's like, when is the time? You know, these things go hand in hand. When you understand like oppression, when you understand that you have to have, you must use violence against the oppressor in that sense. Why don't you understand it when it's women who are tired of being oppressed? So they, we are facing it double again. Yeah. In Africa, it's not as racialized, but it's still gender plus, you know, my bodily autonomy is being, no, it's different for women in the, in the sense of how um, we are violated by the state, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like double violation, you know? There's the usual mm. violation and then there's the violation on the basis of your gender, you know, which women face. Yeah. Men most times can't understand, you know. Um, just to, I'm kind of piggybacking off the uh, NSARS thing, but we'll go back to it. I was yeah, yeah. thinking of, you know, I don't know if you remember the time in Kenya when, I don't know if it was, um, what do you call them? University protests or like university students would go on strike, things like that would happen. And you'd always, yeah. always, always hear like when the GSU units would go to the campuses, they would assault girls in the hostels. Do you remember that time when wow. those stories used to always used to yeah. happen? All the time. So yeah, yeah. you would hear you would hear cases of oh the GSU have been harming students, both male, male and female, they've been beating them up all that. But then on top of that, you would also hear of sexual violence against the female students in the hostels, you know. So yeah, that's just to say, whenever we talk about this issue of state violence, women feel it on two levels more times, you know. Mm. And I feel like if you're willing to, if you're already, you're not saying you're ready to address this type of violence, police brutality, then you also need to be willing to face this other aspect of it, you know, and let's see how we can also help women, you know, and in this case, again, black women. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's frustrating how the state keeps on, like, postponing the conversation or blaming women for it. Like, for example, to now to connect femicide and sexual, uh, I mean, what is it, SGBV, you know. Mm -hmm. um, now, when it comes, now, now let's use the example of Kenya, where there's been a lot of, like, there's been a rise in femicide. And the president just comes and gives a flippant message in relation to femicide. Yeah. And then says he will arrest the um, teenagers who get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And in this conversation, like that, they take two tango. So have you considered that maybe those girls have been raped? Have you also taken in the responsibilities of the boys in the equation? Because you know they have not done it by themselves, or it has not been done. They have been, it's probably been done to them, yeah. you know. And the response by the state is so lukewarm. And some of these things like, yeah, you can have organization work with that, but then these things like you need, you need um, prosecution and justice, you know? Yeah, you know, like you're saying, all oh, the girls may have been raped. They were raped, they were teenagers. They cannot mm. consent to sex, mm. simple, mm -mm. that's it, you know? And so, mm the reaction of the state needs to match that crime, you know? And that's never what happens. They blame, they always blame the girls. Oh, your girls are not in school. 
or Facebook or YouTube or internet. They'll blame everything, everything except what is, you know, like let's, let's get to the root of the issue. For me, I feel like what's needed is a lot of, a lot more, um, what do they call it? what do they call it sex education yeah i think that's what's needed because we can't avoid the reality that teenagers and young people are going to be sexually active that's Mm. that's the reality you know unless you want us to pretend let's close our eyes which is what kenyans and africans generally like to do we like to close our eyes and pretend things are not happening but they're happening so how can we protect you know because the worst thing that can happen is not only pregnancy they are exposed to stds they expect to exposed to so many other things so let's just like have sex education in school that's not a thing that's offered in kenyan schools you know so i think that's what needs to happen so that you can you know you don't have a 15 14 year old girl pregnant like what's her life now honestly you know is she going to go to mm. Will she finish? Ama Hafit is now to get married and have more kids, you know? So, yeah, for me, I feel like, obviously there's the criminal aspect, but I feel like just as a society, we need to, we need to be more open to this conversation, you know, instead of pretending like, yeah, oh, they shouldn't be having sex, those bad kids, you know, like, let's just be real, you know? Yeah, and um, also speaking about femicide, like, they culture of entitlement which unfortunately is coming from one gender which is the man you know remember that story of the the man who went and pursued that girl all the way to was it Eldoret when oh she he sent her money and, and then, then she tried to return her. it yes yes so what is this your of this culture of entitlement you know and then the awards the president's like I said reaction was so lukewarm yeah. And then, you know, it's just been nothing. And, you know, um, what is it? Um, on, a level, on the level of sexual assault, like the, what is it? The legislation in place is so, like, weak. And because there was also a, another case of a girl who was, um, um, what was it? The teacher or, orally raped her. And there's no charge in, in, as far as I know, the sexual assault, sexual offense act doesn't have like, cause you know, in the UK, if you're orally raped, that's rape. In yeah. the, in the, in the, in the in Kenya, as far as I know, it's not, you don't get a rape charge. You don't even get a assault charge. You not an assault, like sexual assault charge, probably assault itself, but yeah. like things like that, they're not the, the basic, the basic um, legal framework is not there. Yeah. And it's just, we're always pushed to go back. People who are supposed to legislate those things are not even doing it. I don't know what they're doing. Hello. You know, it's like... Women reps, what is your job? Like, to go even further, you know, about sexual harassment, you know, women are being harassed on online, you know? People yeah. are just being harassed, but then you don't care. You're just protecting people in power who don't want to be written a bad like they don't want to be written. They don't want a bad article to be written about them. But that's not the important thing. Like, yeah. are you just for the people or for people who have particular interests? Yeah. So it's so unfortunate, and I think Kenya is going to soon might soon have. Uh, movement like Namibia, if it also blows up, 
because right now they're going through the same thing like they've reached a point where they're sick and tired and i don't know man. me i think we are due for such a movement in kenya we are due for it because mm. i remember personally the first time i i like saw a case of femicide was i don't i think i was like maybe nine or something and i remember there was this huge story in the news about this university girl that was killed by a politician on Waiyaki Way. Mm. That was the first time I ever read some, I saw something like that, you know? And that case mm. died just like that. I never had anything about mm. it. Then came the story of Sharon, you know, who was allegedly mm-hmm. killed by a governor as well. We have not had anything about that story. That was like maybe three years ago. We haven't had anything about mm. it since then, you know? Mm. Then, like you're saying, there was that story of, again, another university girl, but this one, it wasn't a politician this time. It was just a guy she was, who wanted to date her. And, you know, yeah. she wasn't interested. And the dude traveled across the country to go and kill her, you know? And yeah. whenever these stories come up, I feel like our culture, the questions, there's always a bit of victim shaming. Like, people will always ask, like, mm. oh, what did she do to him? She must have taken his money. She must have done this. Why, why did he, what did she do to provoke him? You know, those kind of questions always come up. And so, I don't know. For me, I feel like similar to Namibia, Kenya needs its own movement because, I don't know, mm-hmm. I just feel like whenever these things happen to young girls, because young girls are actually the, where the victims mostly of this type of crime. When it happens, it's, it's not, it's news for one week and then people move on, you know. It's rare that we get justice for these kind of issues. And I think there needs to be, someone needs to put their foot down and be like, you know what, you can't just be going around killing people. Hello? Like. Yeah, like yeah. what's wrong with you? you know? Yeah. Um, even talking about like stories just fading into the background. I just remember that story of uh, the girl who was allegedly raped by some rugby players. Yeah, and you know, and outlined her story on social media. Ninini. Then, of course, people are like, "Where are the facts? We need to hear both sides. We need to hear both sides." Mind you, when it's men, we never need to hear both sides. We take it as it is. You know, in very few cases, it's just if it's always men. Oh, we are ruining his reputation. Oh, he's such a. First of all, they said this girl wants to ruin their life. Okay, she went to court. He was, they were charged actually. They were, they were actually convicted, I think. They were convicted. And then now, now, oh, they had such a, now they're talking about their career. What does their career have to with what they did? It is very irrelevant. Like, unless they were embezzling, that's when their career would be relevant. Like, what the hell? Yeah. That was a, that was a private, like, crime. Like, what? So, like, now you shift to now starting to protect the man's reputation. And this actually reminds me, I watched this episode of Criminal uh, United Kingdom. I don't know if you want to watch it, but if you don't want to listen to the spoilers, whatever. So, you know, the story is this guy's been falsely uh, accused of rape and things. So they, they are taking you through, it's like just one episode of being interrogated. Spoilers, he didn't. But now, He's like, what are you guys going to do about it? I've been falsely accused. You guys should take it back to the way it was. Oh, my colleagues will see this. Uh, my reputation is ruined. And I'm like, okay, 
well, how many men's reputations are actually ruined? I don't know. Very powerful no. men have gotten away with much more, like not even powerful men, regular men. People see them as the nice guy who would never do that stuff. There is low essential rates for these things, you know? Like mm-hmm. these guys, their families still love them, their mothers will protect them to high. Like if it was their wife, they will protect them. So I'm like, what do you mean? Like I just felt like the whole thing was propaganda, you know? Yeah. Which okay, uh-huh. there is a one percent. Of course we, we need to we need to we need to put in context that there's the innocent and there's the you know, innocent until proven guilty, but like but the statistics say otherwise. So like what yeah. are you trying to say? You know? Yeah. It's like what what how victims are still not being believed and this is what you're doing. Like how are you helping? I haven't I haven't watched that show, but I might watch it because I like those kind of crime procedurals. I like those kind of shows. I might watch that. But um mm. on that topic of like sexual assault and TV shows, I feel like you watched um I May Destroy You, yeah? I feel like that was yeah. That was a really good show. And I was even, I don't know if it was you guys, I was talking to you, you and someone else about it afterwards. Um, I was saying I wished when I was like 15, 16, I had watched a show like that. Cause mm-hmm. girl, you know, I really related to, and I feel like many of my friends and people that I know really related to only realizing you had been in a very compromising situation maybe years later you're like oh nothing that happened to me that was a bit like weird you know like i didn't feel comfortable i didn't really you know like but you didn't have the language and you didn't know you know nobody ever told me like this this is coercion or this is assault or this you know i didn't know this thing so you just feel like oh yeah maybe it was a bit aggressive but whatever you know like you don't really you don't, you're not able to process when you're young. And I feel like maybe this goes back to my point about sex education. I just feel like yeah, we need to have these open conversations about sex with young people because I feel like it can save us from a lot. It can protect us from a lot of things, you know. If you also yeah, know, like, I, I, I yeah, think you need to have, mm-hmm. I need to have boundaries, you know, how to articulate your boundaries to someone else. In, a, in the event that someone doesn't respect those boundaries, you don't feel shame. You feel like, okay, I can go talk to someone. There's an adult I can speak to. or Because, you know, most times, like, like you were saying, people are saying, oh, men's careers or men's reputation are being ruined. Most women don't report sexual assault. That's a fact. You know, they don't report rapes. Like, rapes are the most underreported crime, you know? So... I feel like if we are more open about these conversations, women can be able to better protect or guard themselves, you know? So yeah, that's a good TV show and I'd recommend it. It's called I May Destroy You by Michaela Coral. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one of the best ones that came out this year. Yeah. And, you know, um, Man, this thing just, it just, you know, <laughs> when the, you don't even have, and then the fact is, or some of the, the time is like, you can't even bring it up when it's not a popular topic. It's so annoying mm-hmm. that you have to make a hot issue in order to push it. You know, because yeah. right now I'm, I'm, when I'm maybe something happened. I don't, I'm not quite sure what's happened, 
but something must have happened for them to like finally blow up because yeah. now it's a very big and sustained protest and yeah. honestly that's kind of what we need but like in kenya hey you know um that has been you know yeah, our police kenya. are very yeah, they are all kind of violence <laughs> Kenyans only protest um, elections and such things. Otherwise, count them out. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I've seen other protests about, when was it? When, during the lockdown when they were killing kids and stuff, I saw yes, some people yes, try to that, Of course, that wasn't like as big as what is happening in Nigeria, but honestly, yeah. we need something like that. And, you know, we don't need also this thing of at you just wait, at you people wait. It's not the time. Oh, this thing is right divisive. We only hear from Nini white people when it comes to, not white people, but every time you hear it, it's like divisive, divisive, gender war. As in, how can you expect, like, I don't understand. I've said this before, I think, but like you're expecting people to lie down and you've sat on them for years, for centuries. You yeah. can't even to say, oh, I black women as queens. There's nothing like patriarchal Africa. And I'm like, what do you mean? I saw that. When you're telling you guys, keep up quickly. We don't have time to educate you. <laughs> the same way you tell people you don't have time to educate them. Now you want to just hear, like, you know, the way they're attacking no name. At you, yeah. oh, at you some of us are not educated like you but like yo can't you just realize look at the women around you and how they've been unfairly treated mm -hmm. that's not enough like you don't even need to read a book to realize that like yeah. the way you've seen white people mistreat you you're now asking women to wait for a system that is violent that is violating their bodies to wait for you how 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 how, how can you wait and then now it's, it's become over hating. Hey, let me tell you uh, something about hate. Maybe that's a very justified, like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> someone is kicking you in the stomach a hundred times. I'm supposed to just lie down and take it. Yes, master. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, please. I mean, some of these things, and then now hate has become a, a, a dirty word. I don't understand. May I prefer to call it anger, which is very justified. You know, yeah. the same way you're angry at powers that be, at colonialism, at your government. So I can be angry that you're violating my rights. <laughs> Yo, um, it's, it's, I don't know. I think the thing that happens with this conversation when you're having them with guys, especially like African men, black men, whatever, when you're having these conversations with them, it's like, they somehow expect you to only center your blackness and kind of forget you're a woman. And it's just not possible. Do you know, we, we, we are both. We come as the package, you know. I can't be in this issue and then in this issue I'm only a black person and then in my feminism I'm only a woman. In both areas, you know, whether it's activism, like social justice or whether it's your feminism, you are black woman in both. And I feel like mm -hmm. the thing is that they don't get that we can't separate the two things. You know, when we're talking about police violence, of course, we talk about police violence in general, which is horrible when it happens to both men and women. But yeah, most times you're not willing to go into the fact that women suffer a very grievous type of 
assaults, you know, in those same situations. Mm. So you have to be able to like, I don't know. I don't know why people can't accept that as a woman, you'd be able to see both sides. Like you, you, you can't only see one angle to this issue, you know? And I think it brings me like to a conversation we had long time ago. Like I think when we were in uni, when we were asking like, do you see yourself as, you know, like how do you identify, you know, like now we've come to the whole point where like people are like identity politics, you know, uh, pronouns in bio, etc. How do you identify, you know, and we're having the conversation of like, do you see yourself as like African, black, woman what do you call yourself first like what do you see yourself first you know and i see i think the response i've seen for most african women is that we are women first you know mm-hmm. and so for me i'm gonna say it's no shame i advance the cause of african women first that's my that's that's my politics personally you know and that's not to say that i don't care for african people as a whole but that's that's me. That's my demographic, you know, as in mm. right now we're in a situation where the Kenyan parliament is on the brink of being shutting down because of the two-thirds gender rule. And generally the yeah. response of the public from what I've seen is like, I, to hell with it, scrap the rule. You know, who cares? Where are we going to get all these female politicians? Not my, not like not like they're thinking about the fact that most of their politicians are murderers, criminals, you know, and the such, but somehow the idea that you can find women to elect is so, it's mind blowing. You can't find them where are they really, you know? So yeah, for me, you know, Hmm. long story short, um, I feel like when I discuss the issue, when you see me talking about women and you see me talking about black women, you see me talking about African women, there's a reason. It's because you, ne- you guys never want to address it, you know? Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with all that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I haven't put my Twitter on the, this podcast particularly, but <laughs> if you follow me, you know what's up. Come to my bio, you'll see black feminist politics. If you're scared, then I'm sorry, but that's what I'm about. Like, don't be, I don't know, pleasurely scared, but like, how are you scared of me? I'm the one being oppressed. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny when men say they're scared of your bio. What do you mean scared? I'm the one who's being, um, I think you've exhausted the subject here. Yeah? Yeah, and, I think we have. Is um, there anything left that we didn't? Anything else? Like, please engage us, and you know, on social medias and stuff, and just yeah. add your thoughts or whatever. If you didn't cover anything else, we might uh, touch on it later on. Because I mean, we've already said like we're all about black women, African women, especially. Yeah. Especially on the continent, we're always trying to see things from. Uh, you know our our localized you know lens and stuff because we also african women in particular and you know and marginalized genders are not usually put in that conversation because obviously uk and us is hyper what do you call it hyper what's the word their issues are like more projected and stuff so i mean that's why we are here anyway yeah we've exhausted Okay, before before we 
before we finish, I just want to address, you know that tweet you were talking about earlier where it was like, they were saying patriarchy is an African or something. That thing really, it made my head hot. It made my head so hot. <laughs> I just felt like, Kwani, I live in a different Africa. Kwani, I I'm living in. It's another one. <laughs> Bro. So when I really saw that, I'm like, what, what are we talking about? People are still, they still have GM going on. Okay. They still, people are still being inherited by their brothers. We, uh, yeah. Widows are still being inherited like a piece of property. Hmm? The other day, my friend was telling me this girl was really being like ambushed by her whole clan family just because she had run away from home she was being abused yeah. and you know can't pay back the dowry telling her to go back home can you imagine and he's there he's also a man so he's being told that he to put his opinions he can't pay and he just walked out because what yeah. are you doing here like you're really forcing this girl to go home because you put this price on her head she's yeah. basically an object yeah as much as Men also hate the patriarchy, that's dowry thing, man. Yeah. Yo. You know, this patriarchy thing, it's very real, especially in African culture. And I'll speak for me, myself, in Yo. culture, like my tribe. That's so real. Like, even when it comes to situations where a marriage has broken down, bro, these people can't accept it. They can't accept it. They are just like, you have to stay, you have to work it out. He's just like that. You have to learn how to live with him. Even us, we learn. You know, those are usually the same type of things we're usually being told, no matter what the situation is, you know. And then um, this is another issue, again, when it comes to police. I had a situation where there was someone in my area where I was in a possibly, like, abusive situation. It hadn't gotten there, and she went to the police, and the police were like, you know what? We can't do anything until he actually hits you. Oh, what does that mean? What? Yes. They were like, unless he has actually been violent to you, there's nothing we can do. We can't arrest him. And I was like... Wait, verbal violence counts as assault? Like, the hell? You go or and does it not? You go and tell that to a Kenyan policeman. He verbally assaulted me. Come and arrest him. You go say that. Yeah, you know, so I just want to, yeah, for me, I just wanted us to round off by saying, you know, when we have these conversations about patriarchy and all these things protecting women, I know many people can see it as, oh, this is a Western idea, you know, this is not an African issue, but it's a very African issue and it's a very Kenyan mm. issue. And just open your eyes and, you know, be willing to listen to the women around you when they're telling you these obstacles that they face. Yeah. Yeah. And listen first and you know, this thing of artifacts. Anyway, um, I'm exhausted that. So yeah, let's stop here. And yeah, thank you for listening and we'll see you in our next episodes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>